2: a break here, Chelsea, this could be the moment, Frank Lampard for Chelsea, it's Carvalho to his right, Lampard for the title, Lampard, it's 2-0, it's Chelsea's Championship, and 50 years of waiting
0: have come to an end.
1: Lampard, comes out to Essien! Oh my
0: goodness, oh my goodness. Such, it's a counter-attack, it. drop-back.
1: And now, Kedem it. Drop it, Dropper goes! it, stretch it. Make sure many stretch it, stretch it. Strict it, stretch it. Yeah. And Didier Drop it, oh. oh. Drop it in the
0: centre. Oh. McCoy just came to the final end, the to it, it. many
2: As oh, possibly bleak as
1: this. I Good evening ladies and gentlemen. And welcome to now I'm back episode of Chessy hour. You're joined by me, your host Dave babs, and I'm also joined by two um not so merry men. I feel like I'm getting a bit too used to, to using that um, term. Um Alexis, Alexis, how are you doing?
2: Not too bad, bro, but Chelsea are proper trying to ruin it on a weekly basis now, so. Yeah, man,
1: I feel it, man, I feel it. I feel like whenever we have you on, we, we always get a, a spicy take, so I'm definitely looking to hearing that on later in the show. I don't try, man, I just speak my mind. <laughs> hey, man, I respect, I respect. Those are the kind of things, that, those the kind of things that I respect, man. And Jerry, becoming a regular, man, how are you doing?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm doing all right, man, it's good to be back. Um, I don't. You know, it is what it is, man. We're just we're here. We're we're here to do our jobs. <laughs> you had pain in your voice, man. Um, I'm not enjoying. I'm not enjoying football anymore, man. There's there's no enjoyment in this anymore. But hey,
1: it is what it is. It is what it is, man. And we're going to have to give the um, the listeners their content. But hey, where else to start but the Man City game? You know, another early kickoff, another one 0 defeat. Alexis, give me your thoughts on the lineup and um. How you reacted to it? Did you think Tuchel was, was right in the lineup or what what, what um, were your thoughts
2: initially? I was a little bit confused with the front three, I'll be honest. But you know, when lineups come out, you before the game, you try to persuade yourself that this is the lineup that's gonna work. That yeah, Ziy worked last time, and I think it was in the FA Cup, so he's gonna release Pulisic. Pulisic's gonna do the Werner role where he's running in behind. Lukaku's going to be almost like the battering ram but at the same time they're going to push up so it's going to be good in transition. I was a little bit confused um, but I try to be positive and not reactionary when lineups come out man. I've reacted from that sorry days when Cho wasn't starting consistently so since then I've told myself try to be a bit more positive but I wasn't happy if I'm being honest.
1: Yeah, I can imagine, I can, I can definitely um, relate to that point um, <laughs> of making sense. Of it. I was thinking, oh, you know, looking, at it, it's like, oh, maybe it's going to be a split strike or like Pulisic and Lukaku, like Ziyech, like swinging in balls. I'm like, and I literally, I messaged Jermaine, like, you know what, actually, I know what's going to happen. Here. Ziyech is going to get a, a chance to play, but he's going to give it to Edison. And what did he do? He did exactly that. Jerry, um give me your thoughts. How did you feel going into the game?
0: And what do you think of the lineup? Um, You know what? I used to be the same as Alexis. um I used to have my guys like the the season we won the Europa League, like I just wanted to see Loftus Cheek, Hazard and Cho ball out, like but like I don't rate none of these guys. So when the lineup comes out, it's just varying levels of mid. So isn't it? doesn't really matter if it's Pulisic, Ziyech, Lukaku or um Pulisic Mount, um Hotanoi, like it's, it's not enjoyable either way. So I was indifferent when the lineup came out. Um I knew um, obviously, we had that the, the, what the free game, um, free free game streaking at City last year, um, but we, we don't look at like the same team. So I was just I was just trying to kind of understand Tuchel's. Um, that's another thing. Obviously, inherently, when the lineup comes out, um, I trust Tuchel. That's 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 the number one. So for me, I thought, okay, he's got some sort of game plan here. I know with playing um, Zieck and Pulisic on opposite wings. Um, he stated that he does that to, so they can release the ball quicker. Um, so, I mean, I thought, okay, wait, we're going to play on the counter here, um, and try to get Lukaku into some space, but yeah, it didn't, didn't quite work. Um, I thought, I thought we'd compete. Um, I, I didn't think we'd win, but I thought we'd compete. Um, and yeah, I was, I was a bit disappointed by the performance. We competed,
2: but, it, but not in a way that we would like
0: see the thing is no, the what, what i've what I've kind of conceded um in the past like since city got good right, no matter how well we're doing, no matter how what what we win in that season, no matter how much we perform, they always small boy us when they meet us like the the golfing quality is always very evident when we play City. We always go into the game like we went into that game as champions Europe, right, but we went into that game to play on the counter. And every single year we've played them, it's just okay. You're playing C. You're going to have to do this. You're going to have to do that. And it's almost like before the game, um, tactically we can see that okay, they're the better team. And I would just like for one season <laughs> for that not to be the case.
1: Yeah, man, I definitely feel that. I definitely, definitely feel that. And um, on your point there about um how you know two core you know set out to the, to the side of the game and. You know, with us, you know, being three and over them last season and seemingly losing that streak. Um, what do you guys think has been the 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 cause of this? You know, like I spoke in the main pod, you know, about um, the loss of that, that box midfield, you know, who were able to like help when mid-city tried to overlap us and you know having that pressing forward, you know, to really try and win balls up early on early on the pitch, you know, having a really nice and fluid attack, as I know a lot of people hate hate to hear. It. But um, you know, we, we we spoke about it previously and um how 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 much of a weight would you guys place on that? Or do you just think Pep Pep is just being Pep and he's really caught on number?
2: Mm. Alexis, do you want to take this one? Uh, I don't mind. I think Pep is a great manager and beating him three times in a row, I wouldn't say was a fluke, but was the odds must have been crazy for that. So you have to give Man City the respect they deserve. And I think Jerry hit the nail on the head. For some reason, they are still the better individualistic team. I think their their system is more developed than ours. And I think our our approach has changed from last year. I think we went into games last year believing, look, if you want to play us, there'll be times where we'll play you off the park, but we're going to be solid and we're going to nick something. And at the same time, your defenders are not going to have the time and space to dictate your attack. This year... I don't know what it is, apart from the game at Anfield against Liverpool. Whenever we played the big boys, so Liverpool or Man City, we were very reluctant to do that press. We were very reluctant to play our game, the high energy, the get in their faces, but at the same time have a bit of quality in the final third because you caused a mistake and you're right in the danger area. So we're further away from the goal when we win the ball back. And then you know what happens with our players when... They've got too much time and space or a, a set defence in front of them. So I just think our approach has changed predominantly. Do you think that's because
0: we've gone from Mount uh, verner Havertz and um, one other who are all well, Mount Mount Werner Havertz um, who are all quite quite adept at pressing uh, Mount Vern in particular high energy. Um, do you think now we've shifted to playing Lukaku up front? That's part of the reason why we're pressing much less this season.
2: I I think so, but you see, the issue here is now, I don't want it to come across like everything's Lukaku's fault and if Lukaku doesn't play, we win that game because I don't think that is the case on that particular day because of the way Man City played, as in they dominated the ball and maybe it alters the game slightly, but that's ifs. But it does hinder our pressing game. And I know people always say, oh, Havertz offers oh, movements and runs, but nothing tangible. But one thing that you can say is his pressing intensity is there and we t- click better as a team, even when Werner plays. Like, I, Werner's one of the worst players when we're in possession, but we're off the ball. He offers so much and we he forces mistakes. And as a collective, maybe we will operate better. So... I think, yeah, I think, I think,
0: I think maybe also that. the fact that we've come off quite um an intense period. I think it's something like I think we played 16 games in December. Um, 18. So I think we
2: played yeah. So if you look at us and Brighton, Brighton played I think it was, it was nine nine games in it's time we played 18 or, yeah. or 17. Something stupid. I saw it today. Yeah it's, it's crazy. But
0: um I think that's maybe it, that, that's, that's fact, 18 you know. games in December. Yeah.
2: Really? Basically all comps. I think it was end of November. So in the period we played 18 or 17 games, Brighton played nine. Yeah.
0: Because they had a few cancellations because of other teams' COVID issues. Um, and obviously, I think they're in less competitions than us as well. So, um, yeah, I,
1: I, just just chat and I, I can see that we've played nine games in this. Do you, do you mean... Since I think since we've November. last played
0: them. Since we last played them. So since I think we played them end of November. Um, so since we last played them... Um, in comparison, we've played uh, almost eight or six or six, seven or eight more games. Um, and I think Tuchel was, that, that was, um, I don't think he was saying that was an excuse, but he was maybe using that to try and explain the performance. But for me, tiredness, tiredness is definitely a factor. Um, don't get me wrong, but uh, in terms of the difference I'm seeing in our team, our attacking play, the difference in our attacking play, um, it's not that different to when we're fully rested. Um, I mean, you could say to me that um, this is a far cry from the Juve and Norwich results, but I think we've only really played like that twice this whole season, maybe maybe one more exactly. time. So you can't say that we've even tired the whole season. Um, so I, I, I take his point, maybe the wider team performance uh, has been affected by fatigue, but in terms of the attack and play, which is our biggest problem, I, I think in that game, I um, uh, against City, um, we're always gonna we're always gonna struggle because they're just a better team. Um, but our attacking performance um, against City and Brighton were both like classic Chelsea. So um, I'm not, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure about the, the tightness thing, but
1: yeah, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're... Me, me personally, I'm, I'm I'm not buying into it
2: too much. But are you not buying into the injuries aspect? Like for example, and you know i don't like excuses but context is important in the sense that since reese and ben have gone down right alonzo and aspie have been playing more games given their age and their Mm. current ability they shouldn't be playing the games they've been playing and the way we operate because our chances are so few and far between and our clinicalness is so like so minimal the quality has dropped by maybe twenty to thirty percent by just having those wing backs. So the crosses are worse. Do you not think if we had a fresh squad and more options? For example, one game Alonzo plays and Ben gets rested, but then we counteract that with Aspi plays and then Ben plays on the other side. So do you not think? I know it's putting too much emphasis on the wing-backs, right? Mm. And we should have more in the tank as yeah, an overall. And, and, and that's
1: exactly why I, I, I don't think so, because um, for, for what I've been saying, I don't think, it, I don't think that was ever going to be sustainable, because we were having games anyway when we had both of them available and we were struggling, you know? Yeah, we exactly. Had the, we had even the game when... Maybe when Chil was injured, we had re, we had them Reese, you know, against West Ham, we struggled. Even the even the Newcastle game, the the, the three 0 win, I mean, it only took us until like a reshape that wonder goal for us to really break the ducks. You know, I, I I do I do understand the injury aspect. I think the injury aspect is was worse than the situation that was only gonna come, in my in my opinion, you know. I I, I definitely do think that um, it, it's obviously worsened it, but I wouldn't say that it's it's completely down to that. Um I guess that's think... that's also something that we're gonna comment later on the show, but I, I'm not sure because you know that some of the stuff that we were seeing against City, you know, I, I don't I don't think that was just down to the fatigue. I just think that was a lot of down to like just pure, poor quality and like lacking enough of actually getting clear cut chances in, in in the game. And I feel like um, a result of that was when people were doing like a lot of the um, screenshot analysis. You know, you know the oh, moment shit, people man. start, you know the moment people start taking screenshots, that's when things have gone wrong. Like you didn't see City fans taking screenshots of like Greedish's miss or like. Or whatever you know, you, you you rarely see that when you have an abundance. What was, of
0: the, what was the screenshot analysis of what Lukaku? Uh,
1: yeah, the Lukaku um, miss and the Lukaku um, when you know when he passes it to Ziyech
0: Yeah, so for me, for me, like, listen, I've I have an issue with the the the, the wider analysis that we don't create enough chances, um, uh, and that's because of our defensive three at the back system. So we need to move to at the back. The issue is in the build up play, right? Um, there were countless times when, um, pick any of them, Lukaku, Ziyech, Pulisic, Alonso, Espliqueta, where there's an opportunity to get into a dangerous area. And I think this is what is is not really picked up in the statistics. There's opportunity to get into a dangerous area. Um, And just the all-round quality in the build-up play was just, very poor against City and City our side particularly because they monopolise possession. Um, you want to make use of the possession you have. You want to limit their or almost, they, you want to limit their stranglehold on the game. So all the times where Ziyech miscontrolled it, um, Lukaku got muscled off the ball. Um, Pul- I, I can't even remember anything Pulisic did, but... Um, Pulisic didn't do
2: nothing. That was the problem. Yeah. That was all, literally all, the problem. All, the
0: problem. All, all those situations contribute to city's momentum, but they also rob off rob us, sorry, of potential situations where if the ball was released a bit quicker, if the control was a bit better, um and something Gary Neville said last year, um, and he was like, listen, you can have defensive mistakes. And it was it was in one of the games where we, we missed loads of opportunities. He was like, you can have defensive mistakes, but there is such a thing as attacking mistakes as well. And they have as much of an impact um on on the general game um against uh, against top opposition. And the thing is in a league title, in the league season, you're not gonna play Man City every week, granted. Um so if we had our fullbacks backs, our first choice fullbacks, um we could kind of get get through the season, but I would have I would have hated if we won the league. Um because it just didn't feel right. Like, even even if we had won that... Um... Hey, I don't know about that one. I don't know about, no, I don't know
1: know about that one, Jerry. you by no. yourself. Hey, you're by because, yourself,
0: my brother. No, because, because... <laughs>
1: the views of Gerry represent, represented <laughs> no, by
0: Jerry. I, I'm, I'm a football purist, isn't it? Like, I want, I want to win the league playing well. Like, if we 1-0 our, like, our, our way to the league, where our full-backs getting 10 goals, Jorginho um, is our top scorer of 11 pens, like... Yeah, don't get me wrong, I'll celebrate, but it's not really satisfying. And the thing about football is you get found out the next season, which is why we haven't been able to maintain any of our periods of dominance, because we're built almost like a cup. We go through the season almost like a cup team. Um, I don't know if you remember, both seasons we won the leagues in the last, what, six, eight, six, eight years. Um, After January, we just couldn't sustain... Actually, Conte's season that was like we, we were just a machine. It was a machine. But Jose's season, where we won the league, we literally we just shut we shut down our attack after January. And I remember Arsene Wenger would ask, like after the game, he asked the reporter, like, "Oh, what was Chelsea's result? One nil?" be like, "Of course, because that's that's just what we were." And I think this 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 team in particular, we seem to have lost our ability to hold out those um, the, the, the leads we have. I think most of our draws, we've been ahead. So it's just, listen, we we just don't have, I've come to the conclusion yeah, we, we of
1: what, what we, was it like? Eight, 18, 18 points dropped from
2: winning positions?
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Out, of, yeah. Insane. out of nine draws, I think it was in the lead eight times. That's
0: that's crazy. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really know where we go from here, but I'm just, I, I just disagree with the analysis that we don't create enough, we don't create enough and Tuchel needs to do some magical thing. He's already switched around Pulisic and Ziyech. So they're on their, they can release the ball quicker. Like that, that, do you know how crazy that is? That he's literally playing them on the opposite wing because he thinks they take too long on the ball. Um, and I've been wondering, like one of the things I've been wondering is like all the times where our players are in transition and then they see the pass ahead of them and then they choose to carry the ball and play out wide. Is that, is, they do it so often, that has to be instruction. Or are they just wedded to the idea of crossing the ball? And I, I, I just I I don't I I'm stuck between this can't be too cool and he's doing all he can, and it, we're doing it so often it must be instruction. So I, I don't know, I don't know what you guys think about that, but
1: yeah, I don't I do know. It's, it's definitely an interesting one because you know you, you, people know I me mean, I'm a stats guy. I like to always follow it during the season then. I look at like the, some of the patterns of, of of what 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 ends up happening, you know, throughout the season, and I do think in terms of chances, great. I do think we we definitely do not create as many chances as Liverpool and City. Like there's there's like a a significant gap in terms of like that, that regard, and never just that, but you look at the risks we take, in terms of, like shots, you know, like shots per ninety. We're taking fourteen. That's that's the equivalent to how many um, Leicester are taking, Arsenal are taking, and you got City are almost like eighteen per ninety, and Liverpool ninety per ninety. Like it just shows you that. There's like a, a bit of like a hesitancy to take the risk, and when you don't have shooters in your team, you do tend to like pay the price in, in, in that regard. And um going on going on a bit more to the right? game. On, yeah, you're, on, saying, Alex,
2: you're saying about the numbers. I think it's decision-making in the final third, and it, it's a it's quality. The issue mm. is the quality of players, it's not the system. Because if you look at it from the first half, I think in the first 25 minutes, there was two opportunities. One where what's it called, Lukaku the one we described when Lukaku could have given it to Ziyech, yeah? Why does he not shoot or why does he not release Alonso, which is the simple decision making? He goes for the difficult pass that Suarez would most probably struggle to pull off and we know Lukaku, boy, like his, his footwork isn't the best Then there was one for Ziyech who's meant to be technically sound He overhits the pass and Liverpool and Man City don't overhit those pass. If anything, they underhit it, but somehow still manage to get a shot away in that situation. And with us, it's we never get the shots away because the final pass is never productive. And I think that comes back to inconsistent players, players that aren't title-winning players. I know people are going to say, oh, Lukaku won a title with Inter. But there's A-grade players and then there's B-grade players that are meant to fight for top four. And I view... Lukaku is one of those, and I've used ZH one level lower, and same place as Pulisic.
0: Yeah, I get you
1: to a degree, but for, for me, like, I don't know. as I, I watched when we play, I watched when we attack and how we build up, and I don't know. It, it it does worry me, but we'll, we'll definitely get, get into that a bit more later into the show. But obviously, to the Brighton game now, you know, we look at that. That's that's the second Premier League game, you know, from since Saturday. And out of the six available points, we got a what? Uh, a, a whopping one. You know, guys, what what, what went wrong? You know, we we, we, we seem to have seen the lesson that 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 was to be played in the first game, you know, against him at the start against some at Stafford Bridge, you know, without um, without Basuma, you know, to, to hold them in, in midfield, you know, without I believe it was Lewis Dunk. It, it seems to be missing quite a few players, you know. What what do you guys think went wrong in that game? And do you think Tuchel got it wrong, or do you just think it was the players again? I'll leave that one to you, Alexis.
2: Um, for me, I, I think we just met a team that's technically, sadly, I can't believe I'm going to say on this, on that day was more superior to us. They knew their system better. They were comfortable in possession. Um, their wing backs were killing us. Cucurella is a baller. Tariq Lamptey was causing all sorts of problems. And the problem in that situation was when we started, when we were in possession, we were basically playing a four at the back. But the minute we lost it, because Cucurello was going so high up, Ziyech had to work overtime and get him back. And it almost, we were playing their game instead of them playing ours. They were like, the, they came across as the better team. And I don't know whether that's a systemic issue or an individual issue. But I was very disappointed in the midfield because you would expect our midfield to gain control of that game, considering Basuma's not there. But yet we still struggled to grab it by the scruff of the neck and dictate play. And we weren't very safe in possess like in possession. It was worried it, it there were so many things that got me worried. Like I wasn't even surprised when we drew up. If anything, I was thankful. And that's worrying. Yeah, it
1: was definitely interesting. Um... Focus on the game too much because that that game I think that game may have just be the nail in the coffin for me this season. But I want to get you guys his thoughts on this. So you know, it, we, I, I know a lot of us were probably begging you know by the fiftieth, sixtieth minute, seventieth minute even for a substitution. It only took until the eightieth minute for Tuka to make a triple substitution of Lukaku, Jorginho, and DH off for Havertz, Kovacic, and Werner. Um, and I want to get you guys thoughts. Do you think Tuchel is make an example of some players? You know. We saw something similar again against City, where he didn't make a sub until what the seventy fifth minute. You know, what, what do you guys think about that? Or do you think I'm reading a bit too much into it, Jerry? What What are your thoughts on this?
0: I've I've heard this as well, but I mean, if you look at the bench, um, in terms of changing the game, like what what did Rui really have on the bench? Like he he, the, the only player I can think of who maybe would have had impact is Kovacic, and I mean, looking at the bench, you have Werner. Like, what realistically, what is Werner going to do? Like Pulisic, he's, he's so off form. Um, Lost his cheek. How is that going to get you a goal? Um, Havertz, maybe you bring on Havertz. We retain the ball a bit better, um, and we can build up um, maybe easier or better. But Havertz is just returning from um, illness and injury, so he, has, he has, doesn't really have any rhythm. So I mean, people, people, were, I wanted changes. Don't get me wrong, but after the game, I looked at the bench. I was like there isn't actually that much there Um so in terms of some I think that the, the team that started the match people have been crying out for this forward back because it will give us more creativity so all the creative players all the threats were on the pitch already Um but the thing is Brighton just they were so compact um, in the middle they had um Kind of a three in the middle, um, and then two w- w- the kind of win backs and full backs. So that there was two people on either flank, and then three in the middle, and then they were compact. And then the the centre backs Webster and Byrne were just eating everything that came into Lukaku. So it was diff it's difficult to get at them. Um, their press is quite good as well, quite coordinated. Um, so they were just on our necks the whole game. They didn't allow us to build any momentum. Um, so, I mean, maybe, the only player I'm thinking that maybe would have had an impact is Havertz, um, but aside from that, yeah, I, the, the changes were late, but, yeah, I, I don't think, I don't know how much of a difference they would have made.
1: Hmm. I don't know, like, I mean, like you, you look at the changes and you look at how Kovacic, you know, was able to impart some some paces to the game, you know, he's really stretching right, which we didn't really get, you know, for the first, like, God knows how many minutes, so I, I do think, you know, that there was definitely, like, something to to get there, you know, I think, Timo, as bad as he is, he made a couple of decent runs. Um, Alexis, what do you think? Do you think Tuko's making an example of some players, or percent do, do you think,
2: okay, fair enough, let's get I into do, it. I do think because the way you need a goal when you take off Romelu Lukaku, mm. I don't think there he does we go. That this is what
1: I was waiting for somebody to get out. I, what
2: he doesn't, do yeah, that but he, 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 gave him, he gave him 80 minutes, yeah. But the thing is, Jerry, even though he doesn't take why enough. not, why not, because Tukul. The price tag, he believes that there's going to be a moment of brilliance. I think he's blaming him for a lot of what's going on now, whether it's rightly or wrongly. Because you saw him throw think- him under the bus after the Man City Listen, game.
0: Like, Lukaku was trash. Like, yeah, he was trash Garbage that
2: But game, even like- Okay, but you said it yourself, right? We didn't have attacking threats to get you the goal. But who's more likely to get you a goal in that moment? Lukaku or Callum Hudson-Odoi? And this is coming from a Cho fan. Like, definitely, Lukaku So you keep right. Lukaku on, but he was making. For me, he was definitely there. Was look, you're not big than the team, and you're gonna come off. And I don't care if we sacrifice points here. No, I, I think I think you are
0: reading too much into it. Do you like? Do you know how stressful it is on the touchline? Do you think Tuka has time to think about all these politics? I I, I think I think I think you are reading too much into it. This guy a tactical manager thinking about all these things the structure he's planned for the week from the week before all the things they worked on in training the systems that aren't happening he's thinking about the six or seven people on the bench thinking about what, who to bring on he's analysing the game Ugh, he doesn't have time for, he's not thinking about Lukaku if right. anything
1: if anything uh, your star number nine the, your, your big summer signing I'm,
0: I'm pretty sure Lukaku's on his mind if anything for me he just didn't have enough subs because Hudson Odoi was poor, Lukaku was poor Um, I could just preface it by saying everyone was poor so it was just, for me I think he makes decisions first from a tactical point of view, like how can I impact the game tactically Um, and taking off the controller in Jorginho for um, Kovacic to bring more impetus that makes sense, um, bringing on Werner to maybe stretch the defence that makes sense again um, Havertz for Lukaku Lukaku to retain the ball a little bit better when it goes up to them again makes sense you have creation on the pitch in terms of Hudson-Odoi mount um and then Havertz and Werner to to, to get in the mixer um more men in the box I'm just I'm just spitballing here but I I think the the whole politics thing listen I, I, I don't know if Tuchel's that kind of guy maybe he is maybe he is but I struggle to believe that he took off Lukaku just to make a point
1: It'll definitely be something interesting to um, follow as the season progresses. So um, next up on the show, I want to get a bit more into it, you know. So um, Jerry, you, you obviously see me. Be, I, I've been I've been banging on. I've been I've been calling people out in the, in the chat. Well, not really calling people out, but you know me. I, I like to I like, I like to go back a bit. So um, if you look, and I did a bit of a comparison in the Discord initially, but if you look at um, us since um, November, you know the the three title chaser. So, You know we've got us. You know Chelsea. We played thirteen games you got City who have played 12 and you've got um, Liverpool who played 11. So you look at that, you know, we've had 39 available points to win. Guess how many points have actually accumulated in, within that time? 19. You look at Liverpool, 33 points. They've accumulated 23. And you look at City, 36 out of 36 points. This is the form that we've had, like, going in from match week 11, you know, coming into today. You know, this is this is just what, from the Burnley game? You know, so it, this, this is a bit of like a long term look about how our seasons, you know, it seems to have been panning out. And I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on this, you know, in, in terms of like how we've been going, you know, over the winter period and coming into now heading into this World Cup. Um, I'll take
2: this one from the beginning. Um, you, you see, the problem here is, right? We went into the season with, well, I went into the season with very small expectations. I thought. We got 66 points last time. 80 to 85 points is what I'm aiming for. That's not going to be enough to win the league only because of who we're competing against. Then we start, and with every passing result, you start convincing yourself. Oh, you know what? Maybe this team's better than I thought. And then you start adding elements such as, what if when Lukaku starts firing? Even though I don't like the fit, he's still going to get you the 15 goals and if anything, this winter period's been humbling. It's a little bit more drastic than I thought it would be. Nineteen points is pretty bad, but it's normal because we're not a contender. Where I think eighty points is what we should be aiming for—um, eighty to eighty-five at this moment in time—and then next year we push on because the players we depend depend on—Mount, Cho—they're not; they're still young and developing. Our experienced heads should be carrying us, the team of the Ziesh's, the Lukaku's. And at this moment in time, they're not doing their job. And all the disruptions with injuries, I think it's understandable. I really do. Like, I, I'm trying to try, take some positivity out of this season. Yeah. So maybe maybe I'm being clouded with my judgment. No, no. yeah, I don't you
1: know. There's definitely interest on you because you raised 80 to 85 points total. Um, what were 23 games in three? So 44 points. So that's what. Roughly what 1. 1.8 1. 1.9 per game, yeah. So that will leave us with what like 72 to 75 points. So it will take quite a turnaround in the second half of the season. And hopefully, you know, with Reese James, you now hopefully coming after coming back after international break, we got 66 last
2: year, though. Babs, like, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah it'll be like, improvement. We, but you
1: know, you know we you, win
2: 12 games last year, or no, we drew 12 games, so, yeah. So and currently, and then we, we lost quite eight. a few as well. Yeah. So, like, when you, when you look at it, I think those losses are turning into draws, which still isn't good, like, mm. because points-wise you get one. Like, you'd rather lose two games and win, win two games in that, in that situation, like, instead of draw yeah. four.
1: Hey, you know what, Alex, I, I like the positive speed you're trying to take to it, you know, I, I, I respect I respect it, for, for sure. Um, hey, come Jerry, on, I'm not always negative. <laughs> Jerry, what, what do you think about the, the, those numbers there and how indicative do you think
0: they are of our season so far? Um, I think they tell the story of, of 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 a team struggling to find any consistency. I think I referenced Con- uh, Conte's season where it didn't matter how well we played; um, everything just seemed automatic. Like, um, and obviously the Premier League didn't really, they hadn't, they weren't used to seeing the free at the back so we were just taking every team by surprise like it took it took a while for for um teams to even figure out how to play against us um so just off the shock factor like we were cooking um and i think obviously we had eden hazard um in those tight games uh, i think that the thing about the premier league is definitely a league that momentum is important because a lot of our games this season when you don't get that extra goal um i think i said in the group uh, when we went 1-0 up, are, are we going to score again? That's, that's the question. Because I I think I remember saying almost the exact same thing when we played Brighton last time. Yeah, It's about, can we display enough moments of quality to, to build up a lead? Because most teams in the Premier League, if you go into seven, 70 minutes, and this is teams that aren't even in the game. Brighton dominated us for a lot of the game. Teams that aren't in the game, if you if you go into the second half um, and it looks like you're not going to get a goal, they're energised by that um, and they come at you. So not being able to get that second goal or keep the pressure on other teams, that leaves us vulnerable to the, the momentum swinging against us. And that's what's happened time and time again. So I think, I think th- those stats just tell the story of, of where we are as a team. Um, what I'm curious to see is, the progress you make if we if we win all our games to the end of the season, we that leaves us on 89 points,
1: which Boy, that's asking for a lot, man.
0: It is asking for a lot. Um, so I mean, last last season, what we were on 66 points, and that was enough uh, for top four this season. Um, we'll, we'll see, we'll see where we get to, but I think I, is, you remember, season, yeah, we need points, to make so, it comfortable. Yeah, I don't exactly. think it needs it like it be, can't
2: right. go down to the last day. It can't go down to the last three games. It needs to be a, one of those comfy top fours where we're not worried about it at the end of the season. And that will be a sign of progress for me. Because well, I think the remit... One... Sorry?
0: I think the remit was to close the gap on City. Well,
2: what... Last year, we finished 25 points. Didn't we away from a more like something crazy out of that? So, no, you know.
0: I, I think it was like 20... I'll look it up now, but I think it was 21 points, something like that.
2: Nah, wait. No, it, was yeah. was it
0: was worse. It was worse than that. Because I, oh, I think, so.
1: see, see, you only finished what 86, I think that would have been, what, 19 points? We yeah, were 19 points off City last season. But you've got to remember, that was sitting a, in a down season even, you know, only winning 27 yeah. games. So, and it was
2: 86 points. Moment. Yeah, 86 so, points. Yeah, so it was 19, but it was 86. And I think they're going to absolutely destroy 86 this year. Yeah. yeah.
0: So the, the, I think maybe my, my thing to that is as much as we're trying to improve, let's not forget that other teams are also doing the same thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for me, the moment we, we, we went out of the title race, um, I kind of just lost interest in all the Premier League games. Cause um, I, I don't sit down in front of my TV to watch the race for top four. So um, I'm just looking to see the improvements we make, um, over the upcoming season, whether we can solve the issues. I think that's what these games should be for. I think we've got enough quality to make top four. Um, And if we, I think how we finish, whether we finish comfortably or whether we scrape it depends on how well Tuchel can manage the issues that we have, how, whether he can find solutions for them, whether solutions exist for these issues. Um, And I think a lot of people are looking at, well, this, this window, um, and the summer window as really important. And last season we only made one sign in and I guarantee you this summer, we're going to be focused on outgoings primarily because we've got a lot of players on the books that we need to get out. So I'm not even that confident that it's going to be a massive overhaul in the summer. I think it'll be maybe two in, two out. That's, that's what our board likes to do. So I think, it's, it's, it's so important how Tuco addresses the, the issues that we have this season because the squad is going to be pretty much the same like next season. We're going to have we're going to have that's pretty, that's pretty damning
1: man that's pretty damning the That is it's so, very so, damning so because if you yeah, look right. at it this is Listen, the same we know, squad we, that, this we know is the same squad. squad right let me just finish this is the same squad that's struggled for the last four seasons to let alone compete for the league but finishing top four you know so I, I mean I, I, you would really hope that the, the board will do a bit more so, you know give you know, manager as, as deserving as two, could a bit more backing. You know, going into but a
0: then, then again, it's irresponsible to just go out buying players when you've got you've got Russ Barkley, you've got Marcus Alonso, you've got seven or eight attackers already on high wages. I think if you're going to see movement, it's going to be in the defence, which is the area we probably don't need because we've got three players on uh, contracts running out. Um, Thiago Silva is also. I mean, he's signed a contract, but he's 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 in the twilight of his career. So I think if you're going to see any movement, we'll get maybe two or three. I think Trevor Chalobah, um, but coming in and doing well has lessened, um, has made us need one less um, defender. But you're going to see probably the most signings in the defence. Um, I don't think the midfield there'll be that much movement because we've got players on loan. So for me, that's what I mean when I say this season is, it's almost if we get a good finish. Then that can take us into next season, so that's all I'm looking for for, for the rest of you this. You know season. what I'm
2: worried about, and speaking about outgoings, I think the dead wood won't go, yeah. So then absolutely. we're gonna have to generate money by Reused. selling players that yeah. we want to keep, exactly. So, exactly. like Brozier, Gallagher, um, what's his name, uh, that Levi Colwell, all these like. Just there, you could generate a minutes. 60, well, I don't know, about, I don't know, hundred, but six, at least 60 M's. You would be, you wouldn't be surprised if someone bids thirty five million for Conor Gallagher. Right,
1: I've, I've, I've also, seen less, I've seen lesser players go for, for more off low Premier League minutes. So true, Like, true. like I think they put
2: it, for twenty eight. I think they put, put it 20 met, for Broja. Yeah, uh he played what's it called, uh, no Premier League minutes and went for twenty. Could potentially rise to twenty five. Like this is English premium, like you're paying yeah. for at like, this moment of time. Yeah. So well, and Chelsea will slap people's hands off. Like they'll be like, oh yeah, just include a buyback clause. But then the players don't want to come back in the future because why would I want to come back somewhere where you didn't trust me? Especially if you look at Broja, you only have Lukaku and you don't trust me to be a backup. Why would I ever want to come back?
0: Nah, no, I think I think with with Broja going now, I think. There was confidence from not just not just the club but among the fan base. There was confidence that Lukaku and Havertz would be enough because Werner, don't forget, Werner's technically a striker. Um and we've got Hutton and Dwayne Mount in two of the areas. We've got Prusic, Siek and other other let's let's say those two roles behind the strikers. So we've got four players for those two roles, um, and then three for that. Well, you could you could add Vernon to either category, but that's a, that's a lot of players. No, but I'm that's, talking that's about this players. summer.
2: Like Broza will come back. Say, for example, Broza gets 15 league goals and outscores Lukaku. Like in his head, he will hilar- think that would be I, hilarious. Oh, that is, be that starten, is that is that is so Chelsea So like this is the issue right now because we're not we're never gonna get rid of this dead wood unless the club either a accept to lower their standards and like so Alonso you want twenty someone offers you eight sell him or try get ten or yeah, you have to run their continue, contracts man. down and that's the worrying part that's
1: the worrying part man because with me man we've seen this enough with Chelsea and we we know players tend to are al- last al- al- the managers and. With a manager like Tuchel, I'm telling you right now, like teams will be swarming to give an opportunity to really be backed. You know, you look at Madrid with Ancelotti. Ancelotti's—he's not going to be there for long. And with Madrid's new Galactico season, you know, Galactico, um, you know, period coming up. You know, hey, if if they are going to go for manager, I wouldn't—I would blame them for going for him. And even even on that, on that Broja part, you know, if him and Lukaku are you on know, the exact same amount of goals you're this season, you know, with Bro having like a slightly better like minutes minutes per game, like. Really, um, return and yeah it, it does go to show that um sometimes you have got to trust these guys but you know coming to the next part of the show i want to I'll get you guys his thoughts you know it, it seems for a lot of um law-abiding citizens amongst the chelsea fan base you know matt law seems to drop a an article and people just <laughs> completely utterly lose their mind you know and i want to get you guys his thoughts on it um do, do, do you guys think you know that the border are are, are are using Matt Law, some people like to say it's like a, a mouthpiece, or do you think the board are currently failing to back to call do you think there's a bit more to
2: it? Alex, I'm gonna come over to you.
0: Um
2: I think there's a few journalists that the board, not maybe not the board, but individuals within the club use to sprinkle out stories. Um Matt Law is definitely one of them. Um I think there was a lot of hysteria on the timeline like there normally is whenever he puts out an, a, a big article for example his most recent one was an opinion based article but he's he knows what he's doing he's very subtle and he's very good at it he knows that a lot of people just read the t- uh, the headline and read the few bullet points that he includes underneath the headline describing the article and people take it as gospel like it's concrete And he's starting to mount the pressure on on Thomas Tuchel. And then you have Frank's boys working for other publications and other TV networks coming out with statements like, oh, Frank was sacked for less. Fully ignoring context in we've won a Super Cup, won a Champions League. The injury crisis we're under now. The the amazing start we had. I think this is just the media being the media. But at the same time, there's no smoke without fire, and I wouldn't be surprised if a loss against Spurs turns it up even more and our boards start getting trigger happy, if that makes sense. I'm not saying they'll sack him, but they'll start considering it.
0: Yeah, Jerry, what are um, your thoughts? I think, you know, we we have a we have a media department and the board can't exactly put out their opinions through the Chelsea Club um the Chelsea Club media. So it's widely known that there are there are certain journalists that are briefed on certain things. Um and they obviously all have their own sources within the club. So I agree with Alexis there's no smoke without fire. Um but in terms of the frenzy that that is generated from these articles um I think I think a lot of our fan base and a lot of people on it are, are are quite young um so it is quite I think I think that those reactions are a young man's game um I'm not that old myself but I, um I definitely don't I take I think you you have to learn to take things with a pinch of salt I think sure when when stuff comes out I think you have to take a step back and look at things in context uh because I can tell you as someone who writes article myself listen you can spin anything anywhere you want um so you gotta remember that these guys are looking for clicks we're in the age of clicks so that's that's what they want um and most times the most interesting part of an article is the headline so um i think listen in terms of him being sacked if he was if he was i think we're i think we're so far away from that um the the, the mood around the camp is, was concerning but I think people are reading too much into like the fact that Ziyech didn't celebrate like he does that a lot like I, I think people are reading into uh, a bit too much into that the whole Lukaku yet argument like I, I, everyone goes to goes football and doesn't get past the ball and argues with a person who like like come on like these are not these are not these are not big things Um and obviously they say um tiny drops make a, a massive ocean, so uh, what what usually happens at Chelsea is these things snowball um, into um, bigger bigger issues, and um, these are the same players that happened um, under Lampard. A lot of these players played under Sari. Um, uh, a lot of them actually even played under Conte. So I think what 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 people are, are experiencing right now is PTSD. So I think everyone needs to calm down first of all, um, and I think. The board aren't they're not like they're not stupid. They they see the quality that Tuco has. Um, and the, the, I think the only thing that'll make him get sacked is if he completely loses the dressing room. And I don't see that happening anytime soon. Um, so for me, I think I think we, we we all need to relax a little bit.
2: Jerry, um, there's another thing that could get him sacked. What's that? Fear of missing out on top four. And if we lose to Spurs, the way these games in hand work and Considering when we come back from the Club World Cup, because we haven't got a league game in for a while now, the table could be looking different.
0: But the thing is, the, the thing is, Alexis. If we sack, let's say, say we sack Tuchel, right? What next? Thing is, that, that's another I'm not thing. Saying I would do it. That, that's another but they're thing. Illogical.
2: Like uh, sometimes the decisions they made right in in the past, they've never made sense, and
0: a lot of a lot of the, the seconds made sense, and some of them even should have happened earlier. Um can you tell me one second that didn't make sense?
2: The Carlo one didn't make sense. Uh, that yeah. was ages ago. I feel like our board
0: has developed. No, but then uh,
2: the Jose won the second time up. For me... Nah, he he should have gone, gone... He, like, nah, he
0: should have gone...
2: He should have gone... And then they... You don't back the manager. He goes into a rut. They sack him. And then yeah, it, it's but, an ongoing cycle. And the same we were, thing we happened were th- again.
0: We were 13th. It wasn't a rut. We were 13th. No, we were 16th, actually. When Carl, when Hiddink came in and we were 16th, that's unacceptable. Like... He should have. He should have been sacked way, way earlier. Like that he, he should have even that was, brought back in the first place. Man, that, that exactly. Year. That was crazy. Like,
1: yeah.
0: Um. And, in well, terms, yeah. in terms of Carlo, like, I wasn't really, like, aware of football. Like, I was, I was a Chelsea fan, but I wasn't really, like, I didn't really understand football like that well. So I don't have that much recollection of. Do you think Avb
2: should have been sacked
0: that quick? hundred oh, percent.
2: Come 100%. on, Avb came in with a remit. They didn't okay, allow so, him to even. Yeah.
0: He lost the dressing room.
2: The issue was he lost. the dressing room. That was the he big issue. A room,
1: yeah, um, and, and and yeah, to, to to go on to the next point, you know, I want to get and even a bit more. even
0: even he's actually conceded that he he came in. He was a young coach, like he came in. He thought, oh, I've got to stamp my authority, um, but it's different with Arteta with like Aubameyang and 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 Partey and there, man. These are these are these are legends like John Terry, like Lampard, like it's 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 different levels. Mm. So I agree with most of the seconds that have happened. And I think a lot of people get too tired to holding on. Oh, we got, we got to give him time. We got to hold on. Like if you're, if you've worked in a job, you can tell who's a bad manager. You can tell when it's not working. Like time won't do anything. Like time often. So so in terms of when Lampard was sacked, something the board said is we're not, we're, we're sacking him because we don't see any route to improvement. And as, as fans, like it was evident, like,
2: at the time, I could have told you before he took the job that was going to happen. <laughs> right. But at, yeah, at you time, know, let's
1: yeah. let's 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 leave that a bit a bit more to say. Let's let's move over the show, you know. Yeah. yeah let's, let's 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 you know let's, let's talk a bit more about current Chelsea, you know, not not, not not the good old days. But I want to get you guys your thoughts and um, whether you guys think you know Chelsea like a talent ID, you know, something like I said about Nemanja could pass, could pass, like a month ago, and something that like Jerry you know said stuck out to me. You know, we we have had we have Conte players, you know, here we have Sarri players here. We have Lampard players here. We have ball players here. We even have a, a Josie Marino player here. You know, do, do, do you think this like constant changing of managers and philosophies, you know, with with a lighter managers, you know, going from like a Conte to a sorry, from a sorry to a lampard, from a lampard to a Tuchel, do you think this is costing Chelsea, you know, when when it comes to buying all these players? And how, how do you guys think we can really catch up to a city? Because you know, it, it does seem as though they have like one. Seeming of, of, of like a line aligning in the way they set in the way they sign players. Do you think we lack a talent ID, or do you? Do you I'll, think just, we're able to I'll just
0: say one word, and that's synergy. I think you need the, the reason why all these different managers have all different types of players is we're just hiring the essentially we're hiring the flavor of the month. Um,
2: yeah,
0: so these guys all have different philosophies. I think as a club, we just need to decide how we want to play and just sign players to that effect, and that's Thanks. what I'm going to
2: say. And we need to sign comfortable in possession players. I think part of the reason why City always small boy, boy us, and I like that expression because it's exactly what they do to us. All their players, 1-11, one, one to 11, including their keeper, is comfortable in possession. So they always play out of tight areas. They can, they're very, The worst player might be Kyle Walker, and he doesn't always play. But even he is good to a, to a standard. With uh, us,
1: the telequality many... is, is so high. Hey, I've yeah. seen Kyle
0: Walker
2: play some passes into the final third that
0: I haven't seen many of our players. So,
2: Yeah, and with us, right? We've got one too many players. Like, for example, I, I love Kante, right? But Kante's not going to play a good ticker tacker style of football where you're retaining it in tight areas. He's good at it at times, but not consistently across, I think, 30 games. But so he's not bringing that to the table, and we don't have an identity of what we want to do. Alonso's terrible at it. Aspie's terrible at it. People get excited because one clip goes viral of Aspie doing a a few passes, and they're like, "Oh, he knows how to play out the back." He really doesn't. He's developed from when he first came in, but he's still not. He's not at Manchester City. He would have got. He would have been one of the wing backs or full backs to get sold straight away at Manchester City. And I think that that's the issue. And then you have signings that have no, there's no sign of how you're going to play. Like how was Werner signed and how was Lukaku signed if you're trying to be a possession-based team? Like, it makes it makes no sense.
0: You know, the, the Werner one is the craziest for me because I, I, I the only place I knew Werner was football manager. So I hadn't seen him play. Um, I'd seen a few like highlights and stuff, but I didn't really know what, what we were signing. Um, but you can't like. Obviously, there's there's a bit of Bundesliga attacks, so you probably looked a bit mad in in Germany with all the space and all the transitions. But man, like our scouts really should have known better. <laughs> like, and the it's worst cra- thing is, it's if you crazy. watched him for
2: Germany, you would have known his he's not comfortable yeah, that, in possession. That
1: 2018
2: World Cup was very telling. Very telling, and I think even, even in the Confederations Cup where he scored goals right and they won it, he did not look comfortable in possession. And I always think that's a good sign of whether the player is a good player or he's just a player that's going through a great run and uses his pace as an attribute. Because good defences can mark a pacey guy out the game. But good defences will struggle against someone that's comfortable in possession. Because once the ball goes to him, he sticks and he he can do more things in the tighter areas. A pacey guy needs more room. So if you're switched on and your position is right, they'll deal with it. And sadly, Werner gets dealt with nine out of ten times because of that.
1: Yeah, I think that's spot on. You know, I, I, I definitely think in Chelsea we, we we do like that technical base of play that we like to sign. You know, how, how can a club you know sign the likes of a Bako Yoko and a drink whatever of seventy million combined? You know, uh, how, how how does that happen? You know, how how do you sign a Marcus Alonso as successful as he's been? You know, how how do you sign on these players? Like what what's going on within our scouting department? What why is there not one aligned vision? And I think it is down to what Jerry and and you Alexis have said, you know, the one synergy, the one aim, you know, within the boards. And we can only hope that going forward it is fixed because I remember I was reading an article, you know, early on in the season about um, Scott McCoughlin, you know, everybody probably knows his name. The guy spoke about um watching Saul for two odd seasons. You know, and he marked him as being the missing piece in the Chelsea jigsaw. You know, and then, however, after the same day that piece came out, mark my words, Saul was on a stream with a a footballing journalist saying, talking about how shit he has played for the last two years. So it just goes to show (laughs) whatever the hell these scouts are watching. Boy, Do do Do
0: you know when I knew we were finished? When we when we signed Danny Drinkwater, I, I, right. I just want to, listen b- before I die. I want to meet who number one who authorized that forty million pounds leaving our bank account, and number two the person who suggested it. I need to meet those people before I die because I have, right. I have words for them.
2: It's, and you you know, Danny Drinkwater, Jerry said it perfectly. Flavor of the month for managers, flavor of the month for players as well. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But players all the time names it and it's stupid. I put a tweet out today about why do we never go for a Jota? And Jota was very good scouting from Liverpool because you, anyone that watched Wolves and scouted Jota, you could tell he was very comfortable in possession. Him and Jimenez had a very good link-up play. The only issue why the numbers weren't there is because Wolves played like 60 metres away from the goal. So everything always had to happen in a counter-attack. Mm. But you could tell Jota was comfortable enough in possession to link-up play against a low-block defence. Exactly. Yet Chelsea will never look at a player like that. For example, a Pedro Neto is there now, right? Yeah, I was gonna
1: say uh, you've you read my mind. You read my Comfortable mind.
2: Comfortable on the ball, good with both feet, can take a they man on. Either off. wings, either wings. Rafinha, another one. Why are Chelsea not considering them? But as much as I like Usman Dembele, I wouldn't be surprised if we go for the Usman Dembele signing over one of those two.
1: You take me right into the next section of the show, you know, Usman Dembele, you know, it seems the Barcelona are trying their hardest to get 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 rid of him, whether it be terminate his contract this season, you know, force him out of the squad. What do you guys think? Are you guys worried about the injuries or do you think there's one final dance between him and Tuchel? Jeremy, I'm going to come over to you.
0: <laughs> I just, you know, you know when people say like they just want one season of, of normal Chelsea, how must the Barcelona fa- fans feel? Because it's been absolute chaos over there for like the last three, four years. But, um, in terms of Dembele, listen, I, I appreciate his talent. Um, if he signs, I'm not going to stand outside Stamford bridge with a pitchfork uh, and try to chase him out. But for me, I just, I want to sign players on the up. Um, I want to sign young dynamic talent. Um, because I'm not sure, like, I, I, obviously I don't watch him. Um, I loved him in Germany, um, but I, I'm concerned about the injuries. Um, I think when you when you look at medicals, you can only look at that player's situation at the present period of time. Um, our, our medical team is the same one who did the Pulisic medical, and they okayed that. They didn't. They had no idea what his injury record would be like. They can only speculate. Um, and I have a lot of friends. Yeah, Pulisic. Mate, he, he had injury problems at, at Dortmund it, as well. Yeah, but listen, we still sat, we still, we still okayed it enough to spend. Wait, 15 injuries years don't
2: matter. You can still sell T-shirts. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, so for me, there's certain things in football where I'm, I see them and I, mm, that looks like a bad idea. But you know what? I'll wait and see. So for me, that that's that's the way I feel about it. Um, it doesn't. It looks like a bad idea. Um, the, the, the other thing is the, the amount of money he's going to be on, um, free or not. Uh, we do have quite a high wage bill, which I think is one of the factors and why the board are reluctant to give um, really got a contract he wants. We already have uh, a lot of these attackers were signed in the in the last three or four years, um, so they're all on quite big money. Um, so for me, it's just. I'm looking at I'm looking at the balance of the of the move, and I feel like we can get the positives of Dembele somewhere else without all the other things on the side of on, all the things on the other side other side of the scale. So, yeah, I mean, listen, I I, I would love for him to come here and do well, but I'm not I'm not convinced yet.
1: I mean, it's worrying, Alexis. I know I've I've seen your thoughts, but let listeners know.
2: I like the player. I like the player a lot, and. The player, if fully fit, comes in and arguably might be one of our best forwards. The only problem is, it's the injuries, and I call it lazy scouting because this is typical Chelsea, right? You bro, go, Ooh, bro
1: lazy scouting is typical Chelsea, man. It it's, really is, man. It's
2: like, oh, this is a great name, Usman Dembele, you potentially could have been a golden boy. So coming in the three a as well, reager.
1: Alexis. Oh my god.
2: And next thing you know, Chelsea will sign him and then he's injured consistently. People will say we back, the board backed the manager. They gave him exactly what you want. But sometimes, just do your due diligence. Like, for example, Babs, you say you, you look at the statistics a lot, right? The numbers. Yeah, but I've also Hey, man, don't, don't, don't get me wrong, man. Like, I've been watching a lot of games, man. Exactly. So you, you don't even work for the club. So, you would think someone that works for the club, it's their job, a nine to five, to scout players. With the resources Chelsea have, they'll go and watch this player over Basically, and over I, I again. I think we have like if one of, if not the biggest scouting networks amongst so, Europe. It makes no sense why we always go for the same names. Like, surely there is a way of doing it where you actually have a shortlist of players that no one else knows. Or not even no one else knows, but no one else is currently going for that. Haven't blown.
0: You know what? You know what the thing is. So I feel like in terms of talent ID, um, the club. I think the club do identify talents. Um, we were in for Bellingham. Um, I think we were aware of Haaland before he went to um, Salzburg. Is it Salzburg or yeah, yeah before what, he went from yeah. But what,
1: what, 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 why, um, why do you think? I think it's making, like, not.
0: Making I think it's the decision action. making at the top. I think, uh, you remember when we, were, uh, when we went for Neymar, we were reluctant to spend 30 mil on a 19 year old at the time. Um, I think he chose Barca anyway. But, um, when we went for Aguero, it was a similar thing. Uh, we think as a club, I think our, our hierarchy believe that experience um, is a really important thing. So, recently, um, before Obviously, have a. I can't really remember us spending big money on
2: any uh, young players. Oscar was um, the last one. Oscar, was... you know the summer where we got Oscar and Hazard. That yeah. was the summer where they went for that whole refresh the squad. We'll go up and come in. Yeah. KDB well. was I think six uh, six months before that. Salah came after, and that profile works, but you just have to be patient with them. You don't even, if you sign good players, you don't even really have to be patient. I mean, they're no, a, little bit, they I a little bit... When I say hear you're not going to win the league with them straight away. And I think that's what the club want to do, right? They want to win the league, but they want to do it the cheapest way possible. Is that the cheapest
0: way possible? We just went... 100 million on Lukaku.
2: Yeah, but in that... Thing is, Jerry, we think in a different way to the board, clearly, things. Because in their head, Lukaku was a certainty to score 20 to 25 goals this Do, year. do you know who was a certainty?
0: Fucking Erling Haaland. That, hey, that's who the certainty I can't
1: score. lie. I don't even agree with that, man. Listen, I don't agree with that at that all. Guy, I, Haaland, I'm, I'm all in. Haaland was a certainty in. of getting all two I I all. guarantee it. I guarantee listen, it because look listen, at the way we played and look at the way our strikers are are, are, are suffering. I just know the, I just suffered Harlan... last season. I'm telling you right now, if Mino Rayola is watching Harlan Bro, go for our it, strikers, our, free, strikers okay, our strikers, our strikers Jerry, Jerry, I promise you, I promise you <laughs> Tuchel will be gone. Because you know man, how Mino is. You know how he is. There's, yeah, but there's no I, I, way
0: at least he's not the player me. doing the interviews. who would you rather do the interviews? Look, look, I get,
1: get you, I agree with you, but I'm telling you right now, I don't think Harlan is like look I prefer Haaland I like Haaland and I think he offers a bit of option because he has resale value but I don't think he would have been a surefire we're going to get 30 plus goals Mm because I don't think we're a team that that like contributes to getting a striker having like plenty of chances and for me that's the
0: thing that's the thing does Haaland need plenty of chances because last season um, in the in the games against low blocks yeah we did we did struggle um, creating chances but my goodness, me, there were there were games where so it was literally chance after chance after chance after chance. After chance. I, I get was, you, I get
1: you, right? Just you no right? One to
0: put this, is, this is in. this
1: season, and we look at our two using um, Lukaku, even though I don't like him, you know, he's using him this target man, you know, this this focal point. Harlan's not playing like that. Harlan is not playing Harlan I'm wants sure to be that? on transitions, getting the ball in behind. Bro, mm, I was watching I Dortmund I last I season know. thinking we'll win a game. I was watching, I was watching him, I was watching Sancho, I was watching Bellegum. I'm telling you right now. He is not playing that as a focal point. I think he may have had a bit more better luck in front of goal than Lukaku. I think he's the better player, but I don't think it would have been like night and day. You know, I think we will still be here. You know, complaining about the chances that we're creating. You know, the, the quality of the chances we're creating. You know, like I, I, I think, <laughs> I, I really do think that with Rio as well, on the way we play, I think it, it would just be a recipe for disaster. I don't know what you think, Alexis, about
2: that. I don't know, man. For me. We must be we would be cursed if Haaland came and didn't bang, then that we have an issue with that position, never buy a striker again and just go with a false nine going forward. But like once again, right, Haaland, it's too late at that point. You're yeah, overpaying ridiculously. Exactly. It's too late. My issue is like, for example, I'm not saying go sign Vlahovic right now, but this is the time you go and get him when he's 35 to 40 mil. It's like with Declan Rice. I don't want Declan Rice. But if you wanted Declan Rice and you believed in the idea of the player, why didn't you just go and pay the 40 50 instead of now having to pay most probably the like I mean, 80 90? I mean, the guy was
0: in our academy. So, <laughs> but, uh, but
2: you, you understand what I mean, Jerry, right? Yeah. We, we always, we always,
0: yeah, we always wait. Yeah. We always
2: wait for 22 million this summer. Bro. Uh, 22 to 25. He was that's talking really
1: about true or many, Alexis, as, as you just said. It's the same Scott McCoughlin, who, who you know, who'd been skyless, how we were talking about him being a missing gem. You also said that he felt that true or he many wasn't was ready. Was ready. And yeah. you look at how he's played this season, that like he's come on leaps and bounds in his overall play.
0: I, I, I don't get this not ready thing, like the, the, the first thing we should be looking for is, do they have the characteristics to play in the Premier League? Yep.
1: Exactly. If
0: yes, second of all, are they at the appropriate talent level? If yes, are they appropriate character for our squad? If yes, forget about being ready or not. No one is ready for the Prem. You,
1: Bro, you come. we saw that last season, man. But we, it, high we, saw that,
0: we saw that with Saul. Yeah. And you know the what the worst thing is? Thing is, thing is, is the, the thing is, if you have talent, talent is the, is the one thing. Talent and then the right... Yeah. Talent uh, you. If you've got talent and PMP, that's all you need in the Prem. And that's, that's exactly you. it. And
2: Saul misses one element of that greatly. I think he misses two of them. The (laughs) talent (laughs) is missing (laughs) as well. Yeah, I think think he misses two of them, bro. He's comfy in possession, but because he lacks the PMP, he gets rattled. And so then he starts overthinking and it gets into his head, hence why he looks so untidy in possession. But really, Saul is very neat and tidy in possession. The problem is he he gets rattled because he knows he's athletically not, not good enough to compete.
0: Yeah, but in terms of talent, listen, neat and tidy, you you you'll find that for a buck fifty across the Premier League, um, we need a bit more than neat and tidy. Um, but and and that's what I mean. We, we need to be looking for these like. Marcus Alonso is one of the most
2: baffling signings. Um, that's a Conte signing, You know that that stinks of Conte. Ashley Young, Moses, Damien. That is Conte.
0: But as a club, um, there's a lot of signings that we make that um the, the the mouthpieces of the club the journalists are like yeah these are board signings the club have been monitoring this player for a few years and they thought this was the right time to go get him um maling um was opportune like opportunistic signing got him with free contract but there, there's there's like signings certain sign I think Haberts is one of those um habert's was a club signing um not not a lampard signing um And then obviously we have the balance between club signings and manager signings. Uh, But this is what I was was referencing before. Like if we had the same type of manager come in over and over again, um, you would have the next manager coming in and have the same players, maybe not his ideal players, but definitely easier for him to to work with. And I think part of the challenge as a coach is working with players that aren't the ideal um, for you. But on the other hand of that argument, you can't, you can't um, you can't you can't shoot a gun with plastic bullets like at the end of the day you need the right characteristics and there's no point playing a counter-attacking uh, a counter-attacking game with a team full of georginos um, so that that that's that's essentially what what I want from our recruitment and it seems that we have the ID it's just at the top level the decision making on who to sign just it's it's, it's very reliant on who's the who's the most experienced and who's who's doing it that year Um, so yeah that that's 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 why I feel like we've gone for players like Lukaku but um, I'm hopeful at least this summer um, Tuchel maybe has some influence and we can start looking a bit more long-term but yeah, yeah
1: we'll we'll, we'll if there's any manager who deserves you know, to be back to be too cool. And even on that, like for, for me personally, when I, when I talk about backing a manager, it, it, it for me, it's, it's never about giving him everything that he wants. You know, everybody knows that the famous story of, you know, of um, clock one in Gertz, you know, and Julian Brand over the likes of Salah Romane. That's that's not what I want. I don't want you giving the manager. What he wants. I just want you to have one aligned view. You know, you, you know how the manager wants to play. You know, just get the players find the players that with high quality are able to play that level of football. Chelsea football club at the current stage of moment in time play a three four three, which is heavily reliant on our wing backs, dynamic wing backs. You, everybody who knows who's played football knows how grueling of a physical job it is to play at wing back.
0: And you only have
2: two oh, wing backs.
1: And not even just that, I know even just that, Alexis. Who in their right mind thought Reese James, you know what? He's gonna be able to let like fifty to sixty odd games, you know. This season with the club World Cup, you know who who, who thought that Chilwell was able to play that like X amount of games? Not I'm not even saying that that, that that an injury was down to game time, but obviously the ACL injury is a freak injury. But you could see it with Reese, you know, with, with, with a muscle injury. Like this, just comes down to overplaying the player. And and what's even scarier about it was the fact that it didn't even happen in his position. It happened to him having to play at left wing back, you know. Yeah. And we've known about this Chilwell injury from. November and the, the one thing that that, make, that really interests me is and and I've I've said it myself right. Um, obviously, you know we we can't really sign a, a left wing back because we've got four on the books. Why do we have three other guys in the books? It's because of poor recruitment, you know. And when you when you do recruit like this, it's a lot harder to actually bring in talents which are gonna you know allow us to compete. You know, with the likes of City, you know, throughout a season. Because at the end of the day, these the guys are the level. You no know, City, you know, when they interchange their that they hardly drop off a level, you know. And I feel like that's something that we really need to hope that the board are able to back Tuka with because everybody knows that wing-back, that kind of position there and how important to our system it is, I feel like that was like the most important thing that we won in the summer. And I feel like that's why Tuka won that right-sided soccer. That right-sided player so much, you know, going into the season. And with him not getting it, it has seemed to cost us quite a bit. It's
2: worrying and I don't feel like the club are learning from their mistakes, which is the issue. Mm. Because it you see the players we're linked with. And, for example, this summer, it's Kunde many are the ones that are consistently named. I'd be happy with those two. But I don't think we'll get them because I think the minute other clubs start being interested, Chelsea are going to be like, we're not going to overpay. So they'll settle for the third or fourth choice. But then the third or fourth choice is not good enough Compete, and you can't get him off the books. Mm. So you're just stuck with him for the foreseeable future. And yes, it's yeah. frustrating. Is that that I...
1: twiddle of the farmers, electors that you just mentioned, that really worries me. Because you know, look at last summer. You know, with Koundé. You know, that's a sign that should have happened. At the end of the day, you know. And then you look at it now in January. You know, Sevilla. They look to be selling Diogo Carlos to Newcastle. So just how hard is it going to be to, to sign a, a Koundé? You know, a Churun many. You know, you know what really irritates really on me as
2: well. Go on. Our board, right? You want to pay fifty-five million. Hyper- so, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was fifty-five million. Chelsea had an agreement with Sevilla, and then Sevilla said, "No, you're paying the release clause," which is, I think, it was uh, 65- sixty-five. Sixty old, yeah. Yeah. Why don't if you want the player that badly, and he's such a sample in your team, and you're going to build around him? Because given the age that he is, and you're signing him, he's going to be in your plans. What is the extra 5 million? See, the, the problem I
0: have with that is people talk um, and the, I think it's, it's dangerous territory to be going into where um, because, uh, listen, as much as City um, as much as they they, they, they they go in and they pay the money um, they don't let themselves get drawn into paying silly money either. I think they've only spent over 60 million uh, once and that was Jack, Jack Greenish. Greenish, yeah. Um, and that was, that was English tax. He was star of the... Well, I don't know about star of the Euros, but he was um, upcoming English star...
1: Flavour of the um, month.
0: Flavour of the month, yeah. And that's the only time they've gone away from that. But I think it's dangerous territory if you go into negotiations and the club knows you're going to... Because you really want that player, you're just going to pay whatever they ask.
2: I think... fifty but You have to make exceptions to your rule. I understand that. Like, for example, City got bernardo silva i think he was 40 million uh ruben diaz was what 57 55 these are good fees that i don't think chelsea would pay because they'll be like no we're going to pay the 47 that we think he's worth
0: i think for me listen there's more than one way to skin a cat um yeah ruben diaz is a very very good center back but he's not the only center back in the world um and i think when you go into the transfer market, you obviously have your strategy and you have your maybe one to three or one to four. Um, just because the player at the top of the list, um, just because you can't get him, your scouting should be such that there's another player who yeah, has three characteristics. Because Definitely. At, at the end of the day, we're not, you know, when these guys, they're, they're not scouting by FIFA ratings. Like it's not, when we're, we're not putting into like a, a, um, a like a, random, like a, a a filter on like how everyone over 84 and above and it brings back uh, Ruben Diaz at 89 rated like they, they're scouting for characteristics and as much as yeah you have um, Ruben Diaz might have the best um, reputation it's not it's not it's not guaranteed that he will come in and he'll be better than person b so for me I think if you have a centre-back and a good if you have a centre back with the characteristics you need, and you have a good coach, that's all you need because he has the characteristics that you need. So the coach is going to use him in the way that he want he like he needs to use them. Um, and over time, he'll develop into the player you need him to be. So this this, this the, the the problem I have with our board is the club says we're gonna we, we need fifty five mil. If you're only prepared to pay forty five million, why are you waiting to the end of the window? That, that's the problem I have if you, if you know if you' if you know you're not gonna pay the money what was all the posturing and uh we'll, we'll wait and see if any opportunities come up because wasn't it like summer.
2: Yeah, uh, you
0: knew you, yeah you can you pick one, we can pick one every single summer there's a transfer saga that spans the whole summer I'm thinking back to remember Alexandro, oh. Declan rice um John stones um this summer this is what i mean this is what i mean if you know you're not going to pay the money what are you still
2: doing in the shop yep it's window exactly. shopping and i hate that more than anything like oh i'll save up and i'll get him or they're gonna have a sale no
0: like if you don't want to sell your players cut price what makes you think everyone
2: else exactly would? exactly, Bro, you exactly. Got 20 million for alonzo yeah, you have the audacity to say, no, I'm not going to pay the the 60 for Kunde. Like, come on. Like, exactly. it, it doesn't... It, it makes no sense, like, what they're trying to do. And it really frustrates me when clubs like Brighton go and get a Cucurella, who, in yeah. my opinion, would really be an improvement on our second choice, or even push Ben Chilwell. Exactly. And that's what you want. That's what you want, man. Like, you, you really want to push your, your first choice
1: option. Like, in, in football, you don't want to be... Constantly, you know, improving the floor. You want to be pushing the ceiling. You know, you want to be great, keep re- re- reaching greater heights, and that's what City do. You know, the aim of Jack Grealish was, wasn't to be back up. You know, he was brought into to replace Sterling, and what did that do? It pushed them into even greater heights, and they're bearing the dividends of it this season. So, um, onto the last part of the show. You know, in terms of like um, how we're gonna, how how Tukul has been backed. How how, how we, what are you guys' thoughts? You know, on, on the fact that you know, it's what the twentieth of, of January, and it seems though. There will be no wingback signings, you know. Do, do do you think that it's a failing? And how how we how got a wing back?
2: Have we got Kennedy.
1: Boy, I don't know if you saw, but there was a report. <laughs> I think there was a report today saying that Kennedy is not going to. Would it be a wingback option anyway? Interesting. Another,
0: another attacker.
1: Boy, who knows, man? Who knows? Because I, I my 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 initial opinion, my initial thought was that he was going to be um, brought back to be reloaded, But hey, who 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 knows, man? I I doubt he'd be playing for us. Um, seriously but yeah what do you guys think about that the, the lack of you know going out and, get, and getting a, a wing back for either side
0: I get it I do get it I do understand it because like Alexis mentioned we have four wingbacks four left wing wingbacks um, on the books so unless you're going to do it alone um, I don't think it makes sense to to, to just buy someone for six months because that's, that's those are the kind of signings that have us in the predicament we're in um, I think what Make, what would make sense if you have a target already identified and you bring forward that signing? I think that would make sense. Um, but I, I wouldn't say, oh, just back the board, just go sign someone. Uh, I think um, I think you need to be a bit smarter than that um, or else we're just going to get back into the same cycle of having to sell this guy in a year and a half. So um, I do get it. I think maybe they should have identified some, maybe loan of options to buy. But then again, if you think about it, the so players that are out there who we'd want or who would be able to impact um, our team, we, are they willing to leave now? Um, I think as fans we don't always have the full story, so um, I get it. Like I, I, I'm not the league is already gone as well, so I, I don't really know. Like it's it's, it's it's all right for me.
2: I'm happy oh. to wait for summer.
1: But the league may be gone, but we're still fighting on four front, You know, I was still trying to like consolidate top four. To be fair.
2: But Babs, I'm going to tell you what they're thinking. They're going to say now, we've got Kennedy back. um, (laughs) Castillo's coming back as well, because they're terminating his loan at Birmingham, but I saw an article the other day. And then they're going to say, Reese James is jogging again. So hopefully Reese can be back before the next Premier League fixtures kick off. So it should mitigate any of the difference that was active there. When really... And that's how Chelsea operate. And I saw a £6 million link to Tagliafico. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's the wrong characteristics. It's not the right player to sign. Yet you're going to get him on, what, a four or five-year deal? You can't shift him because of his age. And you're not going to accept anything less than 10 million once you have him on that contract. And no one's going to pay it. So... I think we just have to firm it, sadly, at the moment. If we can't, like, if we can't fast-forward a deal, like Jerry said, we have to firm it.
1: Yeah, definitely, 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 and it it does seem to be a tough predicament, but, you know, hey, what what can we say? You know, this this is Chelsea Football Club, so before we end the show, you know, looking over to the weekend's game, you know, against Tottenham, this is a massive game, you know, they've got, what, four four games in hand over us. You know, we have beaten them three times in a row, but they are going to come with a, with a fight, you know, to Stanford Bridge. You know, it's Conte's homecoming and, yeah, in the Premier League. And, yeah, what, what do you guys think about that game, you know, j- just as a quick thought?
0: Um, uh, I'm saying these games are, are, are coming thick and fast. Um, <laughs> every every time you look up, there's another game. <laughs> um, I, I I mean, Spurs, obviously, they had the last-minute winner. Um so, if, if they're needing a last-minute winner, um, kind of leads me to question how much improvement they've made between now and um, between the last time we played them and now. Um, I'm, I think we can get a result um, only because I don't think they're in tune um, with their system the same way Brighton are. So, if they match us, um, we've been playing three at the back for a, a lot longer, um, and if I, I kind of I can see an avenue to to getting a result against them. Bearing in mind, last time we did beat them, it, there was a lot of good fortune um, in that first result, and that first result set the tone for the second um, match. So I think what we need is a good start, and we need to leave it in no doubt. So either we need to control the game really well, or we need a bit of luck to go away.
1: Mm, that, that's worrying. So how? how, how... How important do you think that fixture is to, towards our season and how, and how bad of an outcome do you think a loss will be, you know, in, in our in our play, in, 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 a, in a, what seems to be a top four race?
2: Massive. Like, we have to win that game because we are not going to play a game for, I think it's two game weeks. And mm. With all the postponements, the welcome, it won't yeah. just be two games. it will be a few yeah. games that are going to, maybe three, potentially four, because these games are going to get rescheduled. So... We don't want to come back and we're literally fifth or maybe like just hanging on to fourth. And Spurs have got like God forbid Spurs beat us. Spurs yeah, literally will be. They've got four games in hand. Four games in hand and they're only um, non, eight points behind us. Like yeah, I mean they they would have to pretty much win all those games, but. But you know what the thing is with Spurs, right? Jerry hit the nail on the head. They're not a good team. They'll, they'll grind out results, but I think we're more than capable to beat them. And especially with our players, our players actually, in my opinion, excluding that Manchester City game, we sometimes play better against the upper echelons of the Premier League. So like a game where they know they need to be more switched on than yeah. against the weaker teams. Where, and they raise their game and their quality yeah, prevails. 100%. 100%. So I, I do have faith in Jorginho, Kante, uh, Thiago Silva to raise their game, Rudiger to be Rudiger. By the way, I thought he was very good in the back four. Um, I know uh, the only positive from Brighton was Thiago and Rudiger. So, so like, I think we can nick it, hopefully, but.
1: Boy, the language you're using in nicking the result at, at Stanford Bridge against Tottenham. It just shows just it. How, how much
2: how, confidence
0: do we yeah. have right now. As well, right? <laughs> I, 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 think we'll I think we'll be okay. I think I think will be okay.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. But yeah, guys, thanks for joining me. That was a good one, um, Alexis. Always good to have you on.
2: Thank you, bro. It's always Jerry. a pleasure to be on. Uh, um, if cool. anything, I'm becoming more of a regular than Dan these days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's been a lot of people calling for Dan a recent, but hey, we'll leave out to next show. But yeah, peace. He done it! The greatest night in the history of Chelsea football Club. European champions. They've beaten Bayern in their own backcourt. they found the holy grail. After adventure, fraught with danger. And Dropper may never play for Chelsea again. He will never be forgotten. He's in one. Just King George. Came- so back- On Twitter and ranting, doing the most. True say that money is power, so when you get money, get quiet and ghost. Ghost. I remember when I shot my shot, but I didn't have gop, so I hit the post. But next
2: time it's a golden goal, and it Sports Social Podcast Network.